Well, the haters gonna hate, 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 and the fakers gonna fake, 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 baby. I'm just gonna make, 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 making luck, making luck. A Dominion podcast. Why is this here? <laughs> Welcome to Making Luck, a Dominion podcast. All right, <laughs> we're coming to you live from Adam's basement, which has a pool now. Um, it's not a raffle prize, by the way. If you're a video listener, not yet. This, <laughs> it, it, there is a giant inflatable pool right behind me in the basement, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. there. That that's what that is. Just wanted you to know. Has a lot of Adam's life force in it. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. And I feel like I no longer have that life force. Like it's gone from me forever. Well, it's over there. <laughs> But I'm never getting it back. No, it's there, in that pool. <laughs> he blew that up, like, with his own lungs. <laughs> Just kind of insane. I've never I'm, done anything that important. I'm not, <laughs> um, I'm not gonna say that it was the best decision I ever made. Uh, was it the worst? Probably. Okay. Uh, was it the last? That's the... Find out next time on Making Luck <laughs> <laughs> Dominion Podcast. Speaking of next time on Making Luck a Dominion Podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, next episode is going to be a mini-sode. It's going to be the Q&A episode. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, uh, all of the answers to the questions will be recorded. Uh, but uh, to the people who have already submitted questions and, uh, you know, the people who submitted questions last time, yeah. uh, thank you for that. Uh, we're going to answer a lot of them. And uh, that'll be next episode, uh, which will be a mini-sode. Uh, a little little note, uh, that episode is actually going to be published three days early. Uh, normally yeah. we publish on Tuesdays, uh, but this one's going to be published on Saturday uh, in like the mid-afternoon Eastern time. Uh, the reason for that um, will be revealed to you when that episode uh, airs. It'll be in the episode. Uh, can't share it right now. Uh, suffice it to say I'm going to do a thing. Um, I mean, obviously, you don't have to listen to it then. If you're, uh, if you, it's part of your Wednesday ritual to listen to the podcast, by all means, wait for it. But uh, I'm going to do a thing, and uh, you can follow that thing live, and there will be details next episode. And if you uh, would like to do that, I certainly encourage you to do it. Uh, it's, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. There's a really good chance he's. Gonna gonna die. through it too yeah 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 uh, <laughs> that's yeah. that's what i yeah that's what i meant to say i mean there's a good chance both right uh yeah actually there's a non-zero chance that both of those things will happen yeah well not both one of the two uh, either one uh yeah it's gonna be well actually yeah it's it's unlikely that i will both live through it and die yeah it's yeah. very unlikely but not impossible schrodinger's cat is a thing anyway well i knew a guy um, in high school who was declared legally dead Oh, nice. He was like, oh, hi, everyone, it's my death day! And then he got to tell the story about how, oh, on this day I was declared legally dead. But, I mean, obviously he wasn't dead. cake on your death day? I don't know. Probably. I would... I mean, I, I would, would hope want, so. I would want a cake on my death day more than on my birthday, really. Yeah, I mean, maybe on your birthday you get, like, angel's food cake. On your death day you get, like, devil's food That's cake. That's quality. That's really good. Yeah, I don't know. I'm saying, if you're listening to this and you've been declared legally dead and you're not doing that, you're what are you doing? And leave you a were given a second chance. Section. You should like, be having cake. You should be having cake twice as often, at yeah. least, yeah. than if you hadn't been declared legally dead. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, 
Uh, also, I, I mean, I, I want to say I will be off the grid for a lot of that time, so interaction, you know, maybe a little bit low, but also um, the following episode um, may also be a mini-sode. Um, it's unclear when I will be available again, uh, and also, like, I, I don't know, we might we might take a break. It might be a little too soon after. I might have to... Anyway, um, not positive when the next regular episode will be. Um, but you know we'll we'll keep you posted as yeah. to what's going on and that kind of thing. Also, I'm bleeding. yeah, for sure. That's pretty cool. Oh, uh, on this episode we are going to talk a little bit about Paige. Yeah. Yeah, and also the other things that go with it. Yeah, which not just Paige. Yeah, and it, I think we uh, entitled this episode uh, "Page to Champion Bickering." Yeah. So and... I just want you to know it's going to get real. On this episode. Yeah. Well, fists all bloody. I mean, we did have some stuff to disagree on, um, but in the end, I think they're kind of topical points. Yeah, I actually am already bleeding, so, I mean, I'm really getting into the, the theme of this episode. Yeah, that's true. Why are you bleeding? I don't know. I was scratching my leg, and then all of a sudden there was blood on my hand. Well, I think we can sick. put two and two together. But, um... <laughs> uh, so before we get into Paige, uh, it's worth talking a little bit about last episode which was remake because yeah, we played a kingdom that had a remake in it and uh, we gave our analysis at the time and now we'll talk about how our games of that kingdom went sure so uh this kingdom had chariot race ghost town golem port remake haunted woods jester mystic wine merchant horde and it also had expedition <laughs> One more time for our audio-only <clears throat> listeners. Chariot Race, Ghost Town, Golem, Port, Remake, Haunted Woods, Jester, Mystic, Wine Merchant, Horde, and finally Expedition. So, we talked a little bit about at the end, we both agreed Remake is quite good, um, we both agreed that you are going to be using Ports and Haunted Woods to draw a bunch of cards. Um, by the end of it, we both agreed Jester was quite good, and you probably have a Wine Merchant, and you probably have a Horde. Almost certainly have a Horde. Uh, and you are just provincing. And uh, you can uh, do threaten... Stuff. Yeah, you can threaten double province uh, because you've got the Wine Merchant, you've got a lot of payload and, and a lot of card draw, but you don't necessarily get there because, uh, you know, your opponent is probably mirroring you, provincing along with you, and it tends to just be a race to who can get up and running faster with a competent deck that won't stall. Uh, sure. I mean, that's like most games of Dominion, really. Yeah, a if lot of If you take time. out the specific card names and just... And how many games you have, and yeah. Yeah, if uh, you just take out all the details. Yeah. That's basically every game of Dominion. Yeah, you can just copy-paste. It's a mad loop. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, Dominion's gotten really boring, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, so I think we both agreed you open with a remake, right? Yeah, we both agreed you open remake, and uh, we both agreed that a four three was a lot better than a three four because you can get remake uh, plus something. Uh, now on a three four, you don't have either of the options we were talking about. On a three four, I think we said you're going to take uh, silver remake. Yeah. Um, the only other option would be. Uh, Chariot Race remake, That's which is garbage, bad because Chariot Race is a bad card to open with. That's, doesn't well, it I mean, just doesn't do anything. Bad for card, you. but no, well, I know. Uh, 
Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that on bad. the yeah. mythical Whatever. future chariot race episode. Uh, or, or Ghost Town remake, which is even worse because that causes oh, yeah. your remake to miss the shuffle. Not, uh, not bueno. Really bad. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that leaves you with like silver remake. Not that great, but uh, I, you want to be opening four three so you can get remake plus. Um, That's a thing. Yeah, and we disagree a little bit on what that thing is, yeah. but Adam says Ghost Town. Yeah. I say Expedition. Yeah, so um, on the video of the games, we get into a little bit of a spirited discussion uh, about what is better. Um, I I say some numbers. Um, Jake doesn't like numbers, so he was not convinced. Um, we still don't agree on this, and it's unfortunate we didn't really get much of a chance where both of us got a 4-3, uh, yeah, we really could not make that happen. I mean, it is kind of unlikely. It's um, yeah, but for how many times we specifically tried to make it happen, is it unlikely that it never? It's does? a one in nine that we both get it. I don't even think we tried nine times. Okay, well, sure, rip in whatever. peace. Yeah. Regardless, um, I I think that the reason I like getting the ghost town is because. Um, you get to play it on turn two, you know, you gain it to hand, and then you have 11 cards in your deck that don't miss the shovel because the ghost town misses, right? So you have six cards on turn three, five cards on turn four. Your remake is guaranteed to be in one of those hands, and then, uh, you know, it doesn't miss the shuffle. So you don't have any of those issues where, like, let's say you had to open silver remake. You don't run the risk of the remake missing the shuffle because it was one of the last two cards. Now, now, granted, if that happens to you, you know, turn three, you're probably getting an expedition just to shore up that chance because it is a huge disaster to have your remake miss the shuffle, right? It's pretty bad, although I think we disagree on how bad. We both agree it's bad. Oh, uh, for, for turn five. Uh, on turn five, yeah. it's really bad to have not played your remake till turn five. That's what I should have said. Uh, okay, That's, yeah. That, I'm trying it's bad. It's talking bad. about common ground here. So, like, yes, common ground. Um, part of the reason I don't think it's as bad as Adam thinks it is, and it is bad. It's bad. But I'm getting a second remake anyway, so I'm trying to make up for that by just having more remake plays by, by having the two. Don't get me wrong, this is putting me in a worse spot. I'm not, like, saying it isn't. I'm just saying I'm not, like out because I'm going to thin pretty quickly once I get those two remakes anyway. Yeah, but it sucks, man. It sucks. I I'm, hate that. I'm, I'm not arguing. It's 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 bad. It's the pits. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> uh, so Anyway, yeah, and Jake, you wanted to open with an expedition, right? Okay. So here... Uh, okay, here's why I like the expedition more. Um, it's obviously drawing an extra card over the ghost town. Um... And the reason that that is important to me is I really want to maximize the chance that I'm playing my remake on turn three, not turn four. Um, I, it does give you a little bit of a difference because it's causing a shuffle with fewer cards in it. Also, uh, it is maximizing the chance that I get to trash two estates with my remake and gain three costs. Those three costs are most likely ghost towns, which become card draw for the next turn, which make it more likely that I play my remake again um, on the following turn. Um, or at least, you know, within that shuffle. So it's um, it's just a, it's a tempo thing. And also, so, so what am I left with buying the Ghost Town? It's the fact that I then have a Ghost Town in my deck. And I don't look at that as a plus, really, because the Ghost Town's not a great card for the deck. 
Um, early on, it's okay. We, we argued about this. That, that line of reasoning doesn't hold up. Well, like, I mean... It would hold up if you weren't voluntarily no, gaining that, ghost towns that's afterward. The, no, that's but you why... Are. That's why... I mean, that's my compensation, is that, like, I'd be getting a ghost town the other way. And, like, I'm saying, like, I don't really value getting the ghost town. I'll take the ghost I'm, town later. I'm not getting not... the ghost town because I think it's a good card for the deck long term. Sure. Haunted Woods is like a hard counter to other night cards, and you know it's there. Yeah, and it, part of what you're doing is definitely getting Haunted Woods online as quickly as possible. Yeah. So like, there will come a time where your ghost towns are no good anymore, and you just remake them. Right. That's definitely yeah. a thing that happens, and and ghost town is bad at that point. And I think both of us are getting ghost towns before that happens because of its immediate benefit. Right. Yeah. So uh, I actually don't think there's a huge amount of disagreement there uh i i think i think what it boils down to is jake your strategy has a, a potential to have a very good draw right yeah. and you describe that good draw remake turn three more likely to hit estates cause the shuffle maybe even find the remake again turn four and the remake on turn four is not i think that's even if you turn both those estates into ghost towns is it 50 50 because if you manage to find two estates on turn three, turn them both into ghost towns, and you had your remake in turn three. That's all. If you have all that, then finding the remake again turn four is 60% likely. Okay, You yeah. have a three so... and five of drawing that remake. So, you know, if all of these things happen for you, you're, you're doing very well. Yeah. Uh, if, on, on the other hand, you do have a four and 11 chance of not finding a remake turn three, in which case you are worse off than if you had opened with a ghost town. And yeah. I think we agree on that. And so, how the, much worse? The chance. Well, I mean, there's yeah. right. How much better on the high roll versus how much worse on the low roll? And then also, what are the relative chances of that? Now, a lot of the, I, I think this is close, right? Because the chances of your high roll are roughly the same as the chances of your low roll. Yeah. And also, the the difference it makes when you get your high roll versus the difference it makes when you get your low roll. Now, it's, it's kind of hard to say, but... That's when the conversation gets softer, right? We get away from hard numbers and more toward personal preference when we talk about, you know, qualitative differences between where that leaves you and also tolerance for risk. Like, do you, do you auto-win when you high roll? Do you auto-lose when you low roll? I, I don't think the answer to either of those is yes, it's but hard. what is the percentage, yeah. and, like, I mean, who really gives a crap at it? that point? I mean, we're, yeah, so in the end, we're both, I think both Ghost Town and Expedition are both reasonable options, for sure. Um, they're both, they're both options that give you a benefit. Um, if, uh, I mean, so, like, you're opening Remake with one of them, and uh, we disagree on which one is better, but uh, the same thought process is getting us to both of them. Right, the, the goals are, right, you want to play Remake as much as possible. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I have this idea that... And so this is, this is actually a point of disagreement from the last episode. I had this idea that you can use the cycling tools here. Yes, I said cycling because that's a word that totally makes sense to describe it. You want to play... I wanted to play my one Remake as often as possible. And, uh, you know, you're... you're your opening buys are definitely geared towards that. However, uh, yeah. Jake said that in situations where you have four and it's, you know, maybe turn five or earlier, so yeah. early enough for it to matter, you would get a second remake. And I said, I'm a little more likely to get a port because uh, I didn't think that the potential upside 
of being able to play the re the second remake so you can thin faster was worth the potential downside of oh they collided and I have to remake my remake and I wish I would have bought a port because now at least I get a free port out of the deal. Yeah, right. That's true. And that was my stance and Jake was like, "No, it's worth it for the chance to play the remake more often, right?" Yeah. And so um this is that, that was a point of disagreement last time. After playing the games, I actually think on this kingdom the second remake is worth it. And so yeah. I'm going to say Jake had that one. I don't think getting ports early on does enough for you. I don't think the free port makes enough of an impact. They, I'm willing to pass up the potential of playing the remake again. Yeah, I mean, it's a significant benefit. The uh, one time that I did get the second remake and got screwed for it, it did hurt. Because um, I collided them and I didn't have a ghost town to play. The other, the other thing in favor of the second remake here is that if you, um, if you know that they're both about to come up in the shuffle, uh, you can get a ghost town. Now, the way that it screws you over is if you draw them, um, like, near the top of a shuffle, and they collided, and you didn't have a ghost town. So that, then you're a little screwed. But uh, there's a lot of ways to mitigate the collision, and... Or maybe um, you wanted to get something other than a ghost town. I mean... Well, it forces you to get a ghost town, and that's not good. But, um, you know, meh. I, I think, all things considered, it's a risk worth taking. In my mind, I don't like the opening expedition risk. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's a mistake, right? It's close enough that I don't think it's a mistake either way. However, I would never, ever do that opening because I, I would just never do it. Right? I would because YOLO. But, um, <laughs> like, okay, here's the thing, and I, and I said this, and I say this earlier, like, again, later in my outline, too, um, and... Uh, like this is contentious uh, as a point, but like in my mind, it's it's a game that has luck in it, and to win the game, a lot of the time you have to take risks. Um, and don't get me wrong, there are different tolerances for risk. There are good risks and bad risks yeah. when we're talking about maximizing your win rate. Uh, but I tend toward making the risky play. He likes to YOLO it. Yeah, I tend toward making the risky play that has a payoff because my logic is that um, if that play is more efficient with the risk, and um, then my opponent could go for it, and uh, then if I don't go for it, I'm relying on their bad luck to carry me. So when you make that risky play, even whether or not it pays off, do you well, get that like squirt of dopamine in your brain that like triggers the reward center? I used to, but now I don't feel anything. Um, but that has a lot more to do with me being dead inside. But um, Dominion's pretty cool. No, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, so, I mean, yeah, the highs and the lows are, are great. But, yeah, I mean, usually you just make the play that's going to maximize your win rate. I just tend toward thinking that play involves a higher risk. But um, Sure. Uh, the, the final thing I wanted to say here is uh, last time we both talked about Chariot Race and how much it mattered. And, oh, like, yeah. I think we and, were... And God, I forgot how bad of a card Chariot Race is. It's not good. You it's don't really win. unreliable. You don't win Chariot Races, okay? That's not a thing that happens. Um, yeah, this was a classic case of the Chariot Race not being worse than nothing, but being pretty much the same as <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing. It's the same thing as nothing. I mean, sometimes you did win Chariot Races, and like... So, when Chariot Race is good, and, like, you know, we'll save some of this for the future Mythical Chariot Race episode. When Chariot Race is good, um, it's because you can 
get a bunch of them, them and and threaten to have a turn where you win a bunch of them and get a bunch of free points with it. Um, and 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 that's not really the case here because there's so much draw and so much gains and pressure to end the game with like more than the two or three points that the chariot races can get you in the meantime. Wait, we were not getting two to three points. Yeah, we were I mean, getting if zero had, or one. Yeah, even if you did have like two or three, I mean, even if you had gotten a bunch of points, you could have taken a silver instead. Which is a strong play it's because... A, silver's a really good card. Well, like, the, the edge that Chariot Race would have over the silver is if you would have trouble drawing the silver. Um, but you don't. There's plenty of draw here. Plenty of thinning. Um, so, yeah, and the Chariot Race just didn't see play. And I thought the Chariot Race was going to be better because we had these thin decks with hordes in them. Which had, So we have thin decks with expensive cards in them. Because provinces but, but and gold. But opponent has thin decks with expensive cards yeah that's true but like um that you know that it's more likely to have that one turn where the opponent ends up with a crappy card on top and you get to play a bunch of chariot races and get points oh but jake i can play one chariot race to test the waters and then if i don't like what my opponent had i can play a jester <laughs> okay so none of that panned out in practice uh, if you're getting that many chariot races your opponent has already won the game because well, chariot race is a bad card uh, bad card. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Overrated card, one hundred percent. Bad you. card. It's a bad card. Okay, so back to this kingdom, though. <laughs> um, so uh, it's pretty bad here. Yeah, I took the. I think it's worse than silver and ghost town. Um, a lot of the time, you would take a ghost town for the immediate benefit, um, or you take. Uh, I mean, but if they already had our haunted woods out, and like maybe you didn't want a silver, like yeah, I mean, get it. I yeah, guess. sure. I mean, like, it's like getting nothing. Yeah, so I mean, hotness. But you could take an expedition, and like, how often is that not the best? Yeah, thing you if could you, do? yeah, but if you're gaining it off a remake, you can't gain an expedition. Yeah, it's a, like, it depends on a lot. So, but if it was experiment, you could. Yeah, there we go. Now, Jester, um, <laughs> Jester and Haunted Woods. Jester's a really good card here. Yeah, yeah, Jester was really interesting. I mean, it junks your opponent a little bit, which slows them down a tiny bit. But really, I mean, it gains stuff for you. And payload is kind of tight, so yeah, Jester does a lot of everything you need. Yeah. Um, your opponent has a bunch of expensive cards and a thin deck, so eventually you're getting good stuff with it. Uh, I played a few games where I just saw, like, hey, what if I just skip Jester and just go straight for the Haunted Woods and the Wine Merchants and the Ports? And that was not... You won wasn't... by less than what you would have if you got in the Jester. Yeah, it wasn't like... I wasn't getting wasn't, the second remake at that point, so I was getting owned. Yeah, skipping Jester didn't seem damning, but it was worse. So the Jester defi- the Jester's first five definitely sped things yes. up a, a good deal. Yes. Uh, after that, I think every five is Haunted Woods until you have two out every turn. Um, or one or, one for, or two out like every turn. It's like for a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you, you've got for one like or two out every turn, and then... You start adding um, possibly a second jester, probably just wine merchants, depends. A horde. Or you get a duchy. Well, you could. Yeah. Uh, which you might do if you have a horde out. And there you go. $7 and a wine merchant out. Yep. And you need to call your wine merchant? Sure. Yep. Whatever. Oh, yeah, that did happen to you. Yeah. It's I also, it. it's actually um, pretty good when you're uh, uncontested if you're drawing a whole bunch because then you can remake the duchy if you like just want to shove payload. In the deck. Yeah, it's it's actually not bad. So. All right, sure. Yeah, I mean, in a 
in a vacuum, I'm sure it's not, but in a real game where yeah, your you're, opponent you're never going to overdraw enough to make it, use of Yeah, you've, you're on a clock. This kingdom's going to end pretty soon. Uh, okay. So, yeah, that was that kingdom. Yeah. All right. Neato. Let's, let's talk about Paige. Yeah, Paige. Paige, Paige, Paige. So, um... How, should we... No, we're gonna read it. Yeah. Let's, um, let's I don't think it. we need to read every card in the page tree. I think we can read Not page. right away, for sure. We can read page and champion, and then we can kind of describe the things in between as we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. So, uh, you read page. Okay, so page is a two-cost action from the Adventures expansion. It is a cantrip, meaning the top text is plus one card, plus one action. Um... When you discard this from play, you may exchange it for a treasure hunter. It is a uh, keyword action traveler. Traveler uh, is this keyword that adventures introduced where these cards quote unquote level up as you play them. So you play it once and it's a treasure hunter. You play the treasure hunter, it turns into a warrior. You play the warrior, it turns into a hero. And then you play the hero and it turns into a champion. And all these cards do different things. Yeah. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and read Champion now, because uh, we read the beginning. Let's read what you're building up to eventually. What is what is this page sure. going to grow up and be one day? So, the Champion, it's a six-cost action duration. The cost is whatever, because you can't buy it. Well, yeah. It says plus one action, and it says, For the rest of the game, when another player plays an attack, it doesn't affect you. And when you play an action, plus one action. And then there's a reminder this stays in play, and this is not in the supply. So for the rest of the game, you can just throw out two of the mechanics of Dominion that make it a fun game. Limited actions and uh, interaction with your opponent in the form of attacks. And you can just say, we are done with that for this game, and now let's play a worse game. Um. Oh, sorry, was that my opinion coming through? Ouch. Sorry, uh, Paige isn't really my favorite card, and it's mostly because of Champion. Anyway, we'll whine about that later. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, like, on the one hand, I want to say, like, we should get to the strategy content first, and we should talk about things that are objectively true, and blah, blah, blah. But on the other hand, It's objectively I, true that this annoys me. I, well, on the other hand, I agree <laughs> with everything you said. <laughs> Um, uh, Alright, I'm being a so, little harsh. Yeah, this is the this is one of but, the first cards we've covered that we both really hate. Like, this is not... I mean, don't get me wrong, I've played a ton with this card because I play on ladder with full random. I have to play with this card, whether I like it or not. Um, it is not on my familiar cards list. It is not in my Dominion box that I travel with. It's not... Yeah, I mean, this... Okay, so here's what I will say. Um, this aspect of you play... Like... Uh, Adventures introduced a few mechanics like this. Uh, they're like flashy and, and impressive, um, and, and unique. And like the first few times you play with it, it's, yeah, it's fun. The first couple of games you play with Paige, um, yeah, it's like, oh my god, this is so cool. Like yeah. he's, it's telling a story. It's this Paige who grows up to be a treasure hunter and then a warrior, and eventually she's a champion. She's she's done so she's well for defending herself. the city. From anyone who could possibly attack you for the remainder of time. And for that reason, um, I do like to bring it out for newer players to the game. And Adam doesn't agree with that because it's a lot of text, but, um, you know, it depends on the player. Uh, but after that, I kind of never want to touch it again. Hmm. Yeah. I, 
I don't I mean, love is, this car. <laughs> it is 2019. Yeah. Yeah, you need to ask consent first. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I think we're both going to put aside our feelings, though, and just talk about uh, what we think about the card from a strategic standpoint, yeah? Yeah, at least until we start whining about it again. Yeah, no, I mean, and that'll happen, don't worry. Yeah. The thing is, Paige is an extremely powerful game-warping card. It is one of those cards, in addition to being one of those, like, ooh, ah, theme cards, um, it's also extremely powerful and something that, like, new players need to understand that, like, you usually need to go for. That's because of Champion. Because of Champion, yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, like, you're going to start out with the assumption that you're going for Paige on any given board. In fact, you're going to start out with the assumption that you're opening page. It's that important to get started. Um, and not opening with a page is kind of like a bit of a non-standard approach to any given kingdom. You need to have a reason not to do that. You need to understand why am I not opening page. That like The onus is that you're going to be doing that, and anything else requires some pretty strong justification. Yeah, I would actually agree with that. Like, the the... Champion, I think, is powerful enough, and, and we'll get into a little more detail later, but, like, most games are decided by who gets their champion out first. A lot of the... In a lot of yeah. ways. Um, and so, uh, opening page, you know, you have to play the page, get the treasure hunter, play the treasure hunter, get the warrior, play the... You have to go through that whole process, and, and so one of the best ways to get your champion out soon is to start that process sooner. Yeah. And so, the champion... Uh, that that's one reason is that champion is so powerful champion doesn't just break the game champion bends the game over its knee and shatters it into a million pieces and then sets those pieces on fire and then the fire out yeah. like that's what champion does to the game it's yeah that's like, like the whole traveler line. there's different. treasure hunter take it over the knee yeah. warrior breaks it hero sets uh, it on fire oh well, that actually could work. I'll, I'll I'll work that into my next fan thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next uh, fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, about half the time, um, like, you go for a page because Champion is so busted. Um, and the only times that Champion, like, isn't super busted, usually, is uh, when you're looking at a very bland, money-ish, single-game kingdom. And guess what? The page line is pretty good for that, too, because it's gaining <laughs> treasures and giving you money. So you end up getting page pretty often um, for for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, I would agree with that. So uh, which one of these bad boys you want to talk about first, besides Paige? I think we covered Paige herself. Uh, well, I think we can probably talk about Champion next, because that's, like, the other end of this, and, like, that's the significant part of it. Um, yeah. And then we can talk about the other stuff in between as we go, because it's more about execution. Cool. The rest of the Traveler line. Okay. So, uh, why don't we start with the things that we don't hotly disagree on. Okay. So, uh, we both agree that the Page Champion Tree is this, like, the concept of a village just doesn't exist anymore. Well, champion is a village. It is a village, what but, it is. like, it's effectively, it's not... It's the the way that it goes about being a village is like villages don't exist anymore, <laughs> actions it. don't exist anymore. You're just playing cards now. <laughs> you just throw them on the table. It's yeah. like it's like we've we've changed this into a game of uh, slay the spire, 
where yeah. you just start like AFK clicking cards. Yeah, except yeah. I think even the most like mindless Slay the Spire run, like let's say you're playing the defect with like power spam and you get to play a bunch of cards every turn, I think even that requires more thought than a champion deck. Wow. Um, All right. But so <laughs> I would say that uh, the page champion tree. Um, puts the game on a somewhat predictable clock. A, a very visible one, I'd say. Um, so the Page Champion tree elongates the game because you can build a lot with Page and Champion, and it takes some time to like get the Champion out, which Adam said earlier. The Travelers are just slow to cycle in, and the Page tree actually adds cards to your deck, so it's even slower than that. Um, but the Champion is such an accelerant at the end that uh, it careens to a halt pretty quickly. So, in other words, I think that the early, middle, and end game of a page board are pretty clearly delineated by where people are in their page champion trees. It kind of reminds me of that um, song by Taylor Swift, Red. Yeah. It's like driving a new Maserati down a dead-end street. Yeah. It's just like It's that. just like that, The yeah. page is the Maserati... And it's champion like, it's is... like trying to solve a crossword and realizing there's no right answer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> realizing that the crossword's in Russian or something. Okay, yeah. so... Yeah, I mean, one, one, in other words, once the champion comes out, the game is pretty close to ending, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like this song. So, um, I, yeah, I would... Uh, I mean, champion does two things. Yeah. Uh, it, it gives you infinite actions. It gives you the defense. Uh, infinite actions... Uh, it's really great. It's extremely powerful, yeah. Like, uh, you probably want it. Yeah. Uh, you can do some really cool stuff. Like, you can build some really good decks yeah. where you're able to just play all your action cards. I mean, You the... could probably make a religion out of that, right? Yeah. Anyone? Bill Wirtz? History of the... No? Is, it... I Is this thing on? Is... No? Okay, never mind. What, what were you saying? Well, I, I would say that the a, a deck with champion is playing a different game than a deck without champion. Um, and, and Yeah, it's no longer Dominion. Sorry. Well, like, cards are just different. And, like, you build cards in a different way. Like, Smithy is a very different card to it. It's not just, like, better or whatever. It's, it's like, Smithy is, like, not the same card yeah, like, remember, to a deck that has champion. Remember the first time you were looking through the base set cards and you saw Village and you saw Smithy and you're like, wait a second. What if I play a village and then a smithy? That would be amazing! Right? Yeah. Well, if you have a champion out, it's kind of like every time you played a smithy, you had a village to go with it. Nice. It's amazing! Yeah. It's so good. So, like, a lot of... And, you know, a lot of cards in Dominion were balanced around the idea that if it takes an action away from you, it can be a lot more powerful because... Uh, you know, it took an action away from you. And we actually talked about that in the Lost Arts episode, and, and it's very similar, right? The champion just does it for all the piles for you. Uh, right. So, so a lot of the synergies that the Lost Arts has, like the, you know, the draw cards that were Terminal, champion certainly likes. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the, I mean, Terminal's, Terminal Draw in particular, uh, but Terminal Payload as well, I'd say Draw is, like, at the top of the list. Um, are Terminals in general... It's... Well, yeah, terminals in general just tend to be really good um, on a champion board uh, just because of, again, how the cards are balanced because they tend to be doing, like, more stuff than their non-terminal counterparts would. Sure. I think that um, 
I mean, yes, draw cards, you know, get, they get a lot better. In fact, even even the definition that I have for draw is, uh, you know, fundamentally changed when you never decrease the number of actions you have remaining, right? Yeah. That was one of the big things that limited draw. And so, you know, Champion as a village is very good at that. It helps that. And so, you know, draw is, is definitely towards the top of the list. There is actually something I think that is higher on the list when I'm looking for what does Champion want to, to be around in order to make it really good, right? What kind of sure. what kind of um, things can I do uh, to support Champion? And uh, I think the, the thing on top of that on the list is uh, some kind of payload, right? So like an okay. extra, extra buys or... Or you're, some other thing that I can do with my turn that's talk- more than just like, oh, I have a bunch of money and I buy a province. So you're talking about payload in excess of a, a single gain. You're talking about either extra gains, I'm assuming you're including VP chips as well, right? Which is why you didn't say uh, really, extra gains. Really any specific. payload in addition to I play a bunch of money and I buy a province. Yeah. So that could be I play a bunch of attacks on you every turn hey, look, there's an attack in the line that we'll get to later. So, like, you could play a bunch of those warriors. Okay, that that's true enough, except that the champion is immunizing you to that. But that means you have to go for champion, so, yeah. Sure. What I'm saying is that it, it, it does matter, right? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, in a two-player game, we have to think about things as if they're uncontested. Yeah. Right? And assuming that it's good enough to go for when uncontested, then uh, you, you go for it. And then in a mirror, things change. Things get weird. Yeah, but uh, it's really I'm I'm really just looking for a good payload without some sort of decent payload in in the in the kingdom that's doing that. You know, a lot of times I fall back on the money density paradigm, and as you mentioned, uh, a lot of times I'm stopping at hero there because now the champion isn't really yeah. increasing. How much can it really increase the output of my turn? It depends on what's in there, well, but when, yeah. And the output can never get better than one province per turn. I actually know of a deck that gets to one province per turn pretty well. Yeah, this is true. And that deck really likes to have a hero. Yeah, hero is quite a good card uh, for like money density. Let's read hero real quick. It's uh, it's the second to last thing in the. It's the one right before champion. Yeah. Um, it's plus two dollars gain a treasure. Yeah. Uh, any treasure, any treasure at all. Yeah. So yeah. You could gain platinum. Yeah, platinum is is. I mean, the standard is gold, obviously, but it's better when you can gain something better than gold. Yeah, um, it's pretty hot. Pl- platinum is the the usual culprit there. Yeah, platinum um, is actually better than gold most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah. So you're you have encampment. Oh wait. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, we talked about draw. We talked about extra gains or some payload in excess of the province. Um, those are the reasons that page breaks the game. Without them, Page can be good, but it doesn't break the game. It just kind of bends it a little. Yeah, <laughs> that's very colorful. But you usually like need it to also go. Also, does not fit into my fanfic at all. Why did you do this? Sorry, uh, but you also usually need to go for it even then, right? Well, yeah, Hero's pretty good, and, and even not Hero, like even when Page doesn't seem broken. Um, well, there's there's a card in the tree that is attack and draw, so Page brings to the table. The reasons that you need page. <laughs> uh, sure. So you're talking about warrior. Yeah, it's the one right before hero. Yeah, let's read that. So it's the middle child, right? Yeah. Uh, there's page, treasure hunter, then warrior, then hero, then champion. So the warrior's in the middle. It's uh, the four costs. It's an action attack. Traveler, of course, says plus two cards, and then it says once per traveler you have in play, including this. 
Each other player discards the top card of their deck and trashes it if it costs three or four. Okay, so that means that if you... Let's say the one-card kingdom of Page. Like, there's nothing else um, on the board except for Page. Um, then uh, you're like, well, why would the attack immunity ever matter? Well, I mean, if you don't get a champion out and your opponent does and they get a bunch of warriors, they can be playing a bunch of warriors on you and each one reveals and trashes more cards uh, because they're travelers and they count each other. Uh, so there is always, in any given page game, even if there are no other attacks, there's still an incentive to go for champion because there is the threat of being spanned with warriors. Now, given that's not as devastating as something like knights because uh, the price range is smaller that it can hit. Yeah, but, but like if I'm playing a bunch of warriors, I'm kind of hoping for a similar effect on your deck. Yeah, so like, I mean, it's not hitting fivers and sixers. Um, but it is hitting threes and fours. Sometimes that matters a lot. Sometimes you don't care at all. Um, but it's usually a threat that is at least worth having the presence of mind uh, toward. And understanding that, uh, you know, if you don't get champion, you are kind of on the clock to that at least. I mean, even without any other support, the, the guy who goes for page and champion is going to have the champion out. And could be playing uh, potentially up to five warriors a turn. Every traveler has uh, five copies. Everything page has ten copies in the pile, but all the rest yeah, of these have sure. five copies. So, so if you don't do anything about it, they could get up to five warriors. But, but really, I mean, each warrior could be trying to hit you multiple times. So, like, yeah. they could just be going through your deck and pretty much trashing everything you have that costs three or four. Yeah, and I mean, some decks can still operate without anything that costs three or four, or some can't. But now you have to you have to build a deck that yeah. can operate. Yeah. So if I'm playing just money, uh, you know, I would get more golds than normal. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because the silvers are gonna be gone to... Yeah. Um, okay, so, like, let's say even that's not a threader. I mean, that, that, that strategy is really slow, right? That I mean, that's weak as a strategy because it takes a long time to set that up. In the meantime, they've been playing Treasure Hunters, which put a bunch of silver in their deck, which is a good card, but not helping them do the warrior spam thing. Um, so uh, that that's usually not with, without some support. That's not a threat by itself that mandates champion. Uh, let's say that's not a threat. You usually still go for page, and why is that? Well, uh, I mean, hero is still pretty good. Yeah. I mean, the opportunity cost is basically not super high. Non-existent, I'd say. <laughs> Almost I mean, if you're if you're playing money, you give up a silver. But you're going to you get the silver. You don't even give up a silver. You delay having a silver for a turn because the treasure hunter is going to probably give you a silver. So you pay yeah. play page and then it becomes treasure hunter. It just takes another couple of turns to get that silver. Yeah, it's certainly not that awful. It's not so bad that it's not worth going for, for sure. Yeah, I mean, so, like, the only time that the page tree is, like, actively bad, I'd say, is when gaining treasures is bad, is when gaining the treasure with hero is bad for gold, and gaining a bunch of silvers with treasure hunter is bad. I guess, Just but not like, terribly often. I mean... Even in those decks, I mean, we, we talked about this in our episode about when yellow equals purple, but, yeah. like, 
a lot of decks like that would still be pretty well served by putting a champion out and not having sure. to worry about actions anymore. So that seems pretty narrow. I mean, I used to think that, like, oh, you're gaining treasures, and that's going to slow your champion down, and so it's worse. And, like, I mean, maybe that's true, but that doesn't mean it's worse. Like, champion's yeah. busted, man. I mean, and plus, like, champion, if, if there's any draw on the board, champion then appreciates having the treasures in the deck because it's more payload it can draw. Well, there is draw on the board because there's warrior. Sure, I mean, if there's other more accessible, better draw. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, warrior is not great draw. Uh, but, you know, if you're desperate for something that says something attack attack on it, and you're desperate for something to increase your hand size, it'll get the job done. So, like, the reason that Treasure Hunter um, is a card that sometimes people are scared to play, and, like, Treasure Hunter is the part, part of the page tree that can actually have a negative impact on your deck, because, like, it's pretty narrow that one or two silvers would be bad, but it's not so narrow that a glut of silvers would be bad. There are plenty of decks where I don't want my eighth silver. That's bad. Um, because your second or third silver are a lot better for you than your eighth silver. And, like, Treasure Hunter can get to the point where it's gaining, like, crazy, ridiculous amounts of silver that you probably don't actually want um, at that point. Partially because the game has advanced... Uh, to the point where you have better cards to be drawing in your deck, uh, and partially just because you know they they are stop cards, and you, it just means that you have to get more draw. Man, so, I'm gonna say that's extremely narrow. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that happen ever. I have had it happen. It is narrow. I have gotten screwed over because I played a treasure hunter and didn't pay attention to how many cards my opponent gained, and suddenly I had ten silvers in my deck from that one treasure hunter. I'm like. I yeah, had not planned for this. You were just slay the spire, just clicking buttons. Yeah. yeah. I was not... Oh, I am not overdrawing by 10. Um, so... And yeah, but it's silver, man. Silver's fine. Well... It's not that bad. It, Don't be it a depends wimp. on a lot. So... But here's the thing. That does not mean that Treasure Hunter actually, like, has a net negative impact on your deck, usually, because usually you're playing Treasure Hunter, like, early-ish in the game to gain, like, one or two silvers. So, like... Don't be afraid of Treasure Hunter. It's probably not going to hurt you. Hey, let me read that card real quick. Oh, yeah. Did we not do that? No. <laughs> it's a... Uh, Treasure Hunter, it's a, it's a three-cost action. It's a traveler. It says, plus one action, plus one dollar. Gain a silver per card the player to your right gained on their last turn. Yeah, and actually, Treasure Hunter is a big part of the reason that Paige has such a low opportunity cost. It's because it comes with a silver, basically. The silver's delayed, but, like... Well, silver's a fine card. Yeah. I mean, the big takeaway I have to this is that uh, in addition to being sometimes mandatory because of champion, there's usually no reason not to go for page, right? Uh, I guess, I guess not. It's kind of a weird well, statement. I'm just talking about the reasons you go for page so often. Sure. I like, I, I mean, I, like, I can talk about reasons that we do go for page. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, champions busted. That's reason number one. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, uh, are there any cases where, like, Treasure Hunter by itself, like, would I ever stop on Treasure Hunter? I mean, yeah. we talked about stopping on Hero. We talked about stopping on Warriors when you already have a champion and you want to draw cards and attack. Would I stop on Treasure Hunter ever? Well, there are some odd cases, but let's clarify for a second first that stopping on warrior 
is the most common one you would do because when you have a champion out plus two cards is like the best generic bonus in that tree usually yeah um occasionally stopping on hero is good because usually it's because it can gain platinums um sometimes it's because keep is in the game or whatever maybe or you just want some payload man it's because you're drawing a ton from other places and it's it's it is a very fast scaling payload uh stopping on treasure hunter is rare but not never I, I don't think I've ever seen a game where it's been a good idea. It's narrow, but I'm talking about gimmicky things where Treasure Hunter is busted. I'm talking about specific things like Triumph, or Conquest, or like Phaedom shenanigans. I don't think any of those are all that good. I mean, those it's, are those are things that, like, I mean, you don't want to ignore them when that when they're strong, like... They are things that will occasionally lose you games if you sleep on them entirely. Yeah, if you misplay, it'll lose you the game. But, like, if you see your opponent going for something like that, then just get a province every turn, and you win. Well, unless you don't. Unless it... Because, like, it can gain you a bunch of points really quickly, is the thing. Only if your opponent... Like, only, okay, if, only you, if it's if enabled. gain that one... But, like, the yeah. thing is, like, they built that deck, they can get provinces, too, so it's not like your, your deck They're gonna probably... be worse at it, because you've stopped on Treasure Hunter. Uh, I mean, they have a bunch of silver, too, though, so... Nice! It's pretty good at getting provinces. I'm saying... But how much those... silver are you really gonna have if I don't let you have all that silver? I mean, s- enough? Some? I, I'll get some, for sure. I don't think... Strategies that revolve around Treasure Hunter as a means of getting mass silver for any kind of reason, like conquest or whatever. I'm not advocating. I don't this think that's. Being... I don't think it's ever worth going for. Okay, that's it. That's can be shut strange. down so easily. I'm not. A- Design I'm... me a kingdom where it's actually good. I can do it. I promise. I'm not. Uh, spoiler alert. He thinks the kingdom we're talking about the end of this. You actually want to do that. So we'll argue, I guess we'll argue about it then, huh? Yeah, sure. I think it's garbage. I mean... Hot, steamy, delicious garbage. Sweet. Yeah. But anyway, that's Treasure Hunter. <laughs> it's Treasure um, Hunter. Uh, oh, and maybe maybe Gardens? Huh? Yeah, that falls under all the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen Gardens happen. I've seen the other three. Um, so, other than... We can talk about playing the page game, right? Like, how the execution of it, how do you play with this card on the board? But other than get champion out as soon as possible and play a bunch of cards, I don't... There's not a whole lot of nuance to go over, right? Uh, that's, that's definitely the overall goal. I mean, I, I'm going to look for some kind of payload that justifies going for the champion, for sure. We've talked yeah. about that. Uh, you know, we, we're looking at things that the page line doesn't do well all by itself. We yeah. talked about draw. I mean, it, it can draw with warriors, but it's not super great at it. Uh, I think the the other big thing is trashing. Uh, yeah. Page gains cards, and it does not trash cards. All everything in the page line, it, that's what it does, and that's what it doesn't do. And so, uh, trashing, you know, is a nice complement to a deck that wants to use champion because champion doesn't already do it. But also, uh, you know, we talked about the importance of getting your champion out ASAP, and that involves uh, playing the travelers in that line as much as possible, as quickly as possible. 
So cycling. Yeah, we we talked about that in the cycling episode. We called it cycling. But uh, in that episode, we did mention that the strongest form of cycling, that benefit, is trashing. Yeah, usually. So if you, if I don't have many other cards in my deck, I could feasibly play the Traveler I have every single turn. And that's really the fastest you could ever expect to play your Travelers. So, uh, you know, having a, having a thin deck makes that more realistic. That's definitely something that I want. So that brings us kind of to the point of the decisions you make before you get the champion out, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because a deck that has champion out, like we said, is playing a completely different game from a deck that doesn't. Uh, it's getting different cards, it has different priorities, and so it builds differently. And there's a point in a page game um, where you're kind of close to having a champion or you have one out where you start building that way, where you stop building a quote-unquote hashtag normal Dominion deck, yeah. and you start understanding that you have champion. The like biggest example, uh, the most extreme example, is that like I'm never buying Village again, and I'm buying Smithy every chance I get, stuff like yeah. that. You know, when do you shift gears and start building your deck as if you have the champion out? Uh, and I would definitely say that depends a lot on the presence of trashing. Sure. If, if I'm able to trash down, then it makes a lot more sense for me to get the champion online first. Uh, because I have a thin deck, I don't need draw in order to play the Travelers get the champion first. Yeah. And so I, I have the freedom to build in such a way where I'm very thin. I have maybe just a couple of treasures so I can buy maybe a couple of cards when, when the time is right. But I don't have to put more cards in my deck than I can draw every single turn until the champion's out. And then at that point, I can start to expand my payload and my drop very quickly. Okay, that's true, and that's kind of in a perfect world, I'd say. When the trashing is strong enough that I can do that, then that, that is one end of the spectrum but a lot of where, the time, I, where I can build that way. Yeah, a lot of the time, once you have the champion out, it would become the case that like the that trashing isn't always even worth it at that point because draw is so strong usually, because terminal draw becomes not terminal draw. I guess. Well, what I'm saying is that there is a bit of a sort of risk-reward dynamic to when you start shifting into the mode of, I'm just shoving a bunch of smithies into this deck, versus yeah. I'm playing a normal deck that that is not enabled by champion yet, and I need to get champion in play, versus when I have champion in play, I would have already started building that deck, so I already have these a bunch of smithies or margrets or whatever it is that I'm drawing a ton of. Uh, right, so you know, you, you definitely unless the trashing is super strong you want to be prepared for your champion when she arrives. Right? And and that means you want to have all these terminal cards that you can't play until the champion is there. Yeah, right? and so it, it gives you a question of, like, how conservative do you want to be? Do you want to literally wait until you have your champion to start building like you have champion? Or do you start doing that sooner and get a head start on getting the champion out and then having an amazing champion deck? So without strong trashing, you definitely jump the gun. The less yeah. trashing there is, I would say, the more you jump the gun by. 
Uh, yeah, and again, it's it's kind of down to personal risk tolerance too. Because actually, I I don't even think it is. Like, I'm very averse to risk, but like, I feel like you definitely just have to. to I go YOLO on this one. I kind of agree. I mean, there's the... Really? Yeah. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Uh, but there's, like, there's the uh, aspect of... I mean, there's the risk you're taking, which is um, that you shove all these terminals in the deck, and then you draw these smithies, and you haven't don't have your champion in play yet, and you can't play these yeah, smithies don't play now. Yeah, don't play the smithies. It's not worth risking drawing your Traveler deck. It sets you so far back. Yeah. Um... But, you know, whereas, yeah, I mean, putting the smithy in the deck in the first place was a bad call, um, if you did it too early so that you draw it too many times like that, so when is the point where you do start shoving the terminals in like that? Yeah, I would say the earliest I would consider doing something like that is when I have the hero in the deck. That's the absolute earliest. I've done it a little earlier, but, um, I mean... I, I don't know that I was right, <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, I mean, it can, th- where you find your champion in the shuffle really comes down to how rewarded how you are for that How skill you are, how, yeah, how much skill you have. How much of your shuffle luck you made today. Yeah, how, like, how um, you're able to, like, force the champion to the top yeah, of the shuffle. With by sheer cheating. force of will. Yeah, cheating. Yeah. Um, don't, don't cheat. Yeah. So, yeah, usually I think Adam's... You usually trash What Adam said is about what I go by, is the, sh- the shuffle when I have the heroes, when I start pretending I have a champion out and just shoving terminals in the deck. Yeah, and that's, uh, I mean, I-, I would say when you have weak trashing or no trashing, um, and-, and let's say you decide you still want champion, I mean, you are building a much different deck, because what you need is you need a high quantity of these type of draw cards in your deck. You need a high quantity of smithies in your deck, because... Uh, not only do you need to play a large number of them in order to draw all these cards, you have to trash. You need to find one in your starting hands. Yes, you need to have enough of them that you're able to kick off on a, a high enough percentage of hands. And yes, this, this deck feels very bad to build, at least for me. I mean, maybe maybe for you, you feel no. different. Oh, okay. No. It feels bad to build. It's painful. It feels um. like a bad deck, but like Champion is so busted that you just have to go for it. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a you feel like you're making bad decisions and you're drawing cards and choosing not to play them. Uh, it's just, but if you it. find your champion at the top of a shuffle or your then hero at the top of a shuffle, then it feels great because now you, <laughs> yeah. first of all, you're very skilled and you're going to get your traveler. It's not going to miss a shuffle. But also, you are free to play the rest of those cards just to get to the end of the shuffle faster. And this is why I hate this card. That's okay, like, there's that's one of two things that I think people there. really, really hate about this card. And okay, it's, for me, it's one, the big one. And where, yeah, where your traveler is in a shuffle, there's the obvious thing of it missing the shuffle and cycling to in leveling up more slowly, a lot more that's slowly. So bad. Uh, it's really bad, but there's also the aspect of what Adam just said with Champion in particular, and you get this a little bit with Teacher um, with the plus action token, um, is like you shoved all these terminals in the deck because that was probably the best way to build. Um, but if your Champion is late to the party, then you are shuffling way slower. So your opponent who drew it at the top isn't just ahead by that one shuffle. They're shuffling a lot faster and getting a lot more out of their turns because they had the champion out and they started building their champion deck and they get that, to start running it a few turns before you. That that can happen when you're on the way there. And then 
They're so when you have worse. when you have the champion when you have the champion in your deck, if it's at the top of your deck, you can just go right away. And yeah, if it's yeah. at the bottom of your deck, you're sitting there for three turns with your thumb up your butt, and you're just kind of waiting for absolutely no reason. And, and the and worst, your part. opponent is just doing other things. And and then and then there's the one that like I mean this is the one that really gets my blood, okay. blood boiling. This is this is one that I honestly say I think this was a mistake that should have been cut in playtesting, and I'm kind I'm gonna, of mad that it wasn't. I'm gonna agree, and I even playtested this yeah. expansion. The warrior can trash warrior, and warrior can mill hero and mill champion. And if your opponent has their champion out, they probably also have a warrior in their deck because they probably got more than one page. And they, uh, just by, this can happen by sheer first player advantage. They can just, like, have their champion out and play warrior and mill your champion and delay you from kicking off for even longer in a shuffle. So let's say you even both got the same amount of, like, shuffle luck and your champion is, like, in the same position. They go first and mill your champion. Not anymore, it's not. LOL. I hate this card so much. (laughs) Yeah, um, Warrior can cause some blowouts, right? Uh, yeah. That's, I think that's Warrior's real main function, is it just cheeses wins. Because um, yeah. if my Warrior hits your Warrior, um, well, usually usually enough of a setback that it's GG. I mean, it can be. like The thing is, you usually have a second page as a backup it's, anyway. It's important to get like multiple pages. Second, maybe third. I mean, because like, the, the Warrior... Hitting warrior that only matters if one of your, if like that warrior was way farther ahead than the other traveler you have because of shuffle missing or what have you, um, or it matters if it was your only one. Yeah, so that's uh, that's one real danger. But yeah, also I mean you can skip the other ones too. Um, skipping champion I would say is pretty bad. I mean it's yeah. it's kind of I equivalent mean, no- to making a miss the shuffle. But all of these things are really really awful, and you don't really have any control of any of them. Other than to just thin your deck. Yeah, that's the, that's the part of this that I think is the real cardinal sin. And, like, don't get me wrong, we've talked before about how luck is all in all good for the game, but, like, not this kind of luck because it's such a feel-bad kind, and that's subjective. But you have no counterplay to any of this. You don't have, other than, like, getting a moat or something, which actually moat's a pretty good card on the champion board, but well, whatever. Uh... It's like so. Man, I would just spam more pages, really. But anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm probably. I could see myself putting a moat in the deck at some point. Just. But anyway. Sure. Um, you have so little counterplay, and there's so little that's actually in your control that, I mean, I don't have data on this or anything. But like, if this turns. But we out have to confirmation be, bias. Yeah. If this turns out to be like a really, I, I don't know. I don't think that Dominion's supposed to be fun, and this like just knees me in the gut when it comes to fun. I think that I've um, had enough games that are decided that way that I don't need yeah. to carry Page around in my box anymore. I mean, I like Page to show new players because it's thematic and it's neat. Um, and but not every new player. If I, if it's a new player who I know is like a, a design junkie who, like, really appreciates elegant um, and not necessarily fair, because that term is subjective, uh, but, like, elegant 
sort of tight uh, game design, um, I'm going to show them lots of other cards in Dominion before I bring out Page. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we were pretty disciplined. I mean, we, we, we kept save that to the end. Yeah. Part, yeah. We, do, we also uh, haven't bickered yet. We oh, yeah. We didn't talk about how much the attack immunity means. Oh, yeah. That's true. So we should talk about attacks, because Champion also does that. Um, yeah. I think attacks still matter a lot, even with Champion out. I mean, Warrior obviously matters, because, you know, a lot of the Warriors are going to be played, and, and we've whined about that. I mean, I think they matter less. I think they still matter. Well, I mean, Warrior always matters the same amount because it always comes yeah. with champion but well, i'm talking about other attacks in that's the kingdom, meaningless so, yeah sure. i don't know I, I think other attacks are worse than they would be if champion wasn't out because the attack doesn't have the long-term prospect of slowing your opponent down throughout the rest of the game except for junking attacks they do uh if there's so yeah there's there's the relationship between trashing and junking um if they're both present and they're at odds with each other um, I definitely will prefer trashing because I can just keep trashing and keep trashing, get my champion out, and now the trashing is not only helping me get my champion out faster, but it, you know it it kind of takes away any long term effect the junking has, and it takes any sort of like threat of continued junking. Like I just don't care about any of that. I would rather just trash all my cards. Right? It's very rare that I'm gonna want to do a junking attack at the expense of more thinning for myself. Yeah. Uh, with that said, uh, the junking attacks definitely do matter. Uh, if, if I can get junking and trashing, you know, sure, I'd like to do that. And especially if there is no trashing, the junking definitely matters quite a lot. Yeah. Really, I'm not looking at these attacks much differently. I don't... It's so, like, it's really hard to get into this without a kingdom in front of us. Ooh. But... We could we could put a kingdom in front of us. We could do that. Yeah. Um, How about this one? All right. Uh, the kingdom we're going to be playing with has Lurker, Page, Doctor, Forager, Guide, Oasis, Ranger, Sea Hag, Bandit Camp, Mint. It has the event Conquest and the landmark Wolf Den. Once more, for our audio-only listeners, we have Lurker, Page, Doctor, Forager, Guide, Oasis, Ranger, Sea Hag, Bandit Camp, Mint. We have the event Conquest, and we have the landmark Wolf Den. So... So I think uh, champion's very important here, yes? Uh, yeah. Uh, would I you mean, consider getting two champions because of Wolf Den? No. Oh, and so I would also... <laughs> it's just not enough <laughs> points to warrant giving up a warrior. Um, I don't know, maybe. Probably not. Probably, definitely I not. I don't, I don't yeah. think I care. So, uh, I mean, Ranger right off the bat is extra gains and draw. Those are the two things that are... The, either one of those is like, okay, I need to go for champion, uh, and we have both in one card, so. Well, there's also trashing. There's also trashing. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, champion has basically all the support it could want here, and yeah. it also, um, you know, is good. Yeah, so, I mean, there's there's 
a junking attack too um and hey sea hag i mean the th- I, I don't know i think you'd be skipping sea hag either way here right i agree uh because there's just it's not worth going for no bueno um so so i think uh you know our goal is to get champion in play as quickly as possible for sure yeah, and then um, at that point, have a bunch of rangers in play as well. I, I think I want to open with Paige, and I, I want to open with something that trashes cards. Yeah, so I think the ideal open would be Page Mint. I think this is one of the few cases where a mint opening is quite good. Yeah, there's um, two cards that really do it, and Fool's Gold and Page are at the top of the list. Yeah. Uh, there's Alms, but you know, you also need a little bit of support there. Sure. But uh, if my turn, if the success of my turn is measured primarily in terms of did I get to play my Traveler, yeah, then uh, Mint is, is great because it helps a lot with that. And it, it doesn't matter if I'm not really buying anything with the two coppers that are left in my deck. Mm-hmm. I can get more pages. Uh, I can gain silvers with my Treasure Hunter and eventually be able to do something productive. Buy a Forager, get rid of yeah. the Estates pretty quickly with that. So that's the ideal case. Um, let's talk about what you do on the more likely case of a 3-4 or 4-3. On a... Um, I'm, on I'm a, just going to say that the mid-opening, I think even outclass is opening with a doctor on 5 bucks. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I think it's better. I agree with that. But yeah, if you get 3-4 or 4-3... I think that on a 4-3, uh, you go page forager, and on a 3-4, you go uh, page doctor. And the reason that the order matters is to because it determines the doctor overpay causing the page to miss the shuffle or not. And I think it's a big enough deal that you play around that. So I kind of want doctor in my deck regardless of the opening. And if I'm really concerned about the page missing the shuffle, then I would just not overpay when I get the doctor. Well, sure, but I mean, the th- at that point, I I mean, I do want the Doctor in the deck, too. I slightly prefer it, but, like, I don't know. Do I slightly prefer it? Forge is fine. It trashes from hand. It's more likely to trash estates for me. And, like, I understand that you really just want to get thin here, so states versus coppers isn't a huge deal, but the coppers do help you buy things. And yeah, the one thing I'm concerned with buying is Forager, and it only costs three... And if I'm having that much trouble, that means I've trashed so many coppers with Doctor that I'm happy. Or, you know, I can just get the Treasure Hunter Silver and, and buy, that's going to help me. I want to buy Rangers, you know, sooner rather than later. Um, sure, but I'm going to probably have some of my estates thinned by that point, right? Yeah. I mean, there will be coppers in the trash. The Forager will help me with that. So then we get into, um, as we move through the page tree, we move toward the mid game and the end game. Uh, what are we doing? Um, I mean, there's there's plus buy and there's payload, um, and I want lots of rangers. I want that's lots, for sure. I want lots of rangers. I'm actually thinking I want to have two treasure hunters in my deck, and I probably want to be threatening conquest turns. Don't get me wrong. I'm not committing. I'm not hard committing to scoring all my points with conquest and treasure hunter and everything. That deck I'm describing has a champion in play, and it has rangers, and it has a bunch of silvers, um, and it has the option of scoring a bunch of points with Conquest. It also has the option of going for provinces. So I kind of want to be scoring with Conquest because it doesn't make my deck worse, really. I can probably deal with deal with having those silvers. 
uh, and I have access to more points than if you don't. Yeah, I don't think I'm keeping Treasure Hunters for this purpose. I don't think it's good. I mean, I think I'm getting extra pages so that I can have Treasure Hunters. I'll get extra pages so I can have Warriors and so I can have Redundancy if my Warriors get hit. Uh, I mean, you want multiple pages, but I'm going to I'm gonna make them into Warriors. Or if I really, really want more payload, a hero I think is going to do a better job for me. I don't. Uh, I don't want to keep. I don't want to stay on Treasure Hunter. I don't know. I think it's pretty good, but because you know, I mean, I have. I now have the option of getting these conquest points that you don't, and I don't think your deck is that much better than mine. Not provinces. I mean, I can. I can get provinces too. Yeah, I know. I I'm can get have... provinces too. I can also do conquests. Uh, you yeah. can't do that. Well, yeah, I can, but they're worse. They're worse, but I mean, I'm also getting provinces faster, and I'm can that... I have control over how good your conquest can reasonably be. Well, that's the thing is like I don't think you're actually going to get them a ton faster. You're gonna you're gonna be beelining toward them, so you're gonna be getting them faster. Yes, I don't think you're gonna get them as much faster as it would be to matter that I just have this extra source of points. Yeah, I'm not sold. I don't think it's good. Leave a comment in the comment section. I bet it's good. I mean, maybe... No, I don't think it is. I bet it is. Good for you, man. I'm really happy for you. Uh, I also wanted to say that, I mean, in the, in the case of this kingdom, it was easy. We didn't want the attack. It's a bad junking attack when there's an abundance of trashing. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we sufficiently bickered about uh, how good we think attacks are in terms of uh, champion. I don't really know that we got that satisfaction. I know yeah. there is a disagreement. Yeah, there is one, but like we were talking about this earlier, and the situation where we disagree is it's so no trashing is so contrived. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like let's say to... let's say it was this board, but with no trashing. So like goodbye, Doctor Forager Mint, and we have three stacks of Scout on the board. Are you going for Sea Hag? Okay. Because I definitely am. There's no way to trash curses. I mean, yes, the champion is there, but like, I'm gonna so, get those. I'm gonna get enough curses in to first of all slow your champion down. Here's the thing: well, you're sl you're possibly slowing my champion down. But the curses are around forever, and they have a permanent effect on your deck. So, but your sea hag is also around forever. I'm saying you're coming out ahead here yeah. because you gave me more curses with the more bad cards with the sea hag than you took by getting the sea hag. That sea hag has sentimental value. Don't you tell me that she is worthless she's, when when you have the champion out. She's literally worthless when I have the champion out. Jake, have you seen the art? I, I'm, you've seen the art for Sea Hag, you've seen the art for Champion. I'm telling you true. who I prefer right now. I have Guide <laughs> to get me to pay Champion faster, and um, I think that I'm skipping Sea Hag in that case. I have Guide to help me play my Sea Hag faster. Uh, sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, speeding nice. it up helps me, not you. Speed... Uh, Careening toward the game, to, cycling faster for both of us helps me, not you in that case. Oh, it's, it's like a... Uh, I guess it's a net neutral, all things being equal. Mm, is it? I mean, if it, if it happened the exact same way every time, which yeah. it never ever will, because that's not how Dominion works. Yeah, it's, that's not how probability or anything works, but yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Man, playtesting these kingdoms would be a lot easier if it was. 
Yeah, you could actually do a sim, and like oh, a lot of these things that we bicker about, there would actually be an answer, um, because there would be an objectively true thing rather than just qualitative differences between the situation you're in. That's eh, close, hand wavy. Ah, yeah, whatever. All right, well, uh, let us know what you do. Let us know if you think conquest is relevant here, and not just relevant as in like this is something I can go for. Let me know if you think it's like a legitimate source of points that competes with provinces. Yeah, I think um, the main disagreement here is would you keep, keep treasure hunters, hunters? Yeah. For the purpose of threatening conquests more effectively. Sure, yeah. I think that's the main source of disagreement here. Yeah. So yeah, leave a comment. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you should leave a comment there. Uh, if you are not, uh, thank you. But also, uh, you can go to adamhorton.com. There's forums there, links to our contact information and our Discord channel. Uh, where you can talk at us about this kingdom. You're going to have a while to do that, right? Uh, yeah. It's going to be at least two weeks and possibly even more until the next full episode where we would address this kingdom. So there's going to be plenty of time uh, for, I would say, for us to play test, but, I mean, the reason we're not having episodes is partially because I'm going to be off the grid, Yeah. Uh, and then partially because, uh, I don't know, we may not be in a state to be recording episodes two weeks from now. Sure. For various reasons. Uh, so, I mean, of course we're not going to commit to when that is, but uh, maybe someday there'll yeah. be another episode of the podcast. Yeah. Hopefully I live through this. Hopefully Jake lives through it. Yeah, I mean, being away from Adam, I don't think I've ever been away from Adam for this long. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I mean, you live in the, the pool. Yeah. Inflatable pool right there. Thanks for my pool, by the way. It's it's really um, nice to sleep in. It's roomy, yeah. and it gives you that like cocoon womb kind of feel. Yeah, because you're floating in liquid. And, and it's. Uh, I'm usually looking for that sensation of floating in liquid. Sensory deprivation. Well, no, it's not sensory deprivation. Yeah, but you, just... you could make it into that, though. Is what I'm saying. You could, and that would be an interesting punishment. But punishment or relaxation. Or future mythical episode of the podcast. Of ASMR. Thanks for listening to Making Luck, an ASMR podcast. An ASMR podcast. I just think it's crazy that you blew that thing up by hand. Like, they have pumps for that, but you just, like, pretended it was a balloon and blew it up. Well, I mean, we ordered a, a pump. We ordered an air mattress that came with a compatible pump, but I didn't know when she would want to use it, so I... So that's all just your breath? Yeah. In that? In yeah. that? Yeah. And how long did this take? multiple hours and I had to take a lot of breaks because I would just get dizzy I think like you can I, I want to say you can probably die doing that like there's got to be some way you, <laughs> you can, can have, die doing anything well okay true but there's got to be some way that can cause an aneurysm <laughs> Wait, or something you can die playing dominion you could I wonder if anyone's ever died playing dominion let us know in the comments if you've died playing it all right so um nice yeah Yeah. God. 
So are you going to go swimming in your basement? 